we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's September 14, 2022, and this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Now you got to do the whole show that way. Uh, nope. Keep it going. <laughs> nope. Uh, my favorite part of, of that new Jordan Peele movie, whoever they got to play Nope was fantastic. Nope was, was well casted. Yes, Scary definitely. as hell. Scary yeah. as hell. All right. This is a good movie all around. This is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. With me, of course, we've got Double H. That's me. I'm also not sure you're coming through your microphone for the record. It just dawned on me. Maybe my headset's weird. I just haven't done this in a while. No, you're right. Hold on. <laughs> now, the good news is... The good news is... There it is. It's going to auto-switch over. Uh, well, the good news is the, the people listening to us at home, It's the OBS is set to this mic, but Discord uh, was okay. set to this one because of Warcraft. So it won't so. matter. So it won't matter for them. But now, now you my, can hear me better. I was sitting here legitimately going... Has it been that long since we've done a show? Is this what it always sounds like? Is this what pain is? Yes. <laughs> to answer it's just where question. I am now. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question. So it, it's it's it, I mean it's kind of a light news week in wrestling. We're just following up yeah. on a lot of the stories that we've covered before. Yes. Um, a couple of cool things, couple some a couple of interesting things because we talked about Clash of the Castle. If I remember, yeah, yeah, because we talked about oh yeah the whole punk thing, and, and we do have some updates on on the whole punk thing. A lot of rumors out there, a lot of crazy things. But before we jump into all that, as as we do every week, you know that there there is uh there is the light when you listen to the nerdiest part of the ring with Asa Gray and yes. Dalton Anthony. They bring the the joy and the power of positivity to their show. That's how they start. Correct. Their show. Yeah. We, yeah, somebody's got to do it because we won't. We do the opposite. Correct. <laughs> we're like we're like uh, Baron Corbin. We bring the darkness. So, oh yeah. So and the th- sadness. We like to start off every week with the thing we hate most in wrestling this week. And while I have clearly know what I'm gonna do, and I'm just gonna look <laughs> on this website real quick for fun. Why don't you? Why don't you start us off this week, Hunter? Um, I also definitely knew what I was going to do, uh, not five minutes ago. I, I for sure knew what feel, it was going to be. I didn't this, just figure it out. This is like the Simpsons episode where of Selma and Patty are coming over and they, they want the kids to like help suck, uh, or pry, uh, what was it? Like, uh, crabs out of the shells. And, yeah. so, and so Bart and Lisa hide in the closet and they open the door and and lisa goes uh can i or bar says can i have your coat aunt selma and then lisa goes can i also have your coat aunt selma that's us right now that's us that's it with aunt selma go ahead what do you got so so this is not uh it's it's definitely wrestling related but yeah off the top of my head there there is nothing about like the show's uh, or or what's been going on that I could specifically hate on. Last week, we devoted the whole thing to CM Punk and the whole deal. Yeah. Um, but I did hear this earlier, and I, I had forgotten about it. Um, G4 is is not apparently doing well. So G4 returned you know, a year ago, a uh, dedicated video gaming channel that was hugely influential when, when you and I were coming up in that era, you know, post-high school, college uh, era. Came back, made a grand return. It was pretty cool. But I, I I can't act like we didn't all know this wasn't gonna last, right? Mm. It's already not doing well. There's there's just no space for this kind of thing anymore outside of the internet. Um yeah. and so 
to that end, uh, Kotaku had reported earlier today, 20 to 30 different people at G4 were laid off today. Uh, the finances there are recorded reportedly quote in bad shape. Um, and people found out basically today that their programming was being canceled. HR was meeting with them. Um, so all the, the all this to say, they canceled all their streams today, which includes a WWE themed one. Uh, the New Day was going to be part of that, of course. Xavier Woods and Up Up Down Down have been a big part of G Four, and that is one of the things that was was axed. You have to wonder um, if if they're not going to end up having to go back. Kind of, I don't want to say independent. Up Up Down Down always kind of had that WWE you know backup there, um, but I I really have to wonder if G Four might already be on on death's door all over again, which is unfortunate because Xavier was one of the people who was really pushing to get G4 yeah. back up and running, being a host on it and but, all sorts of stuff. But in this day and age, and I, I posted this when, uh, I, I posted a, um, what, what would you call it? A, I'm tired. Help me out here. When, a manifesto. I don't know. What are you going for here? When you're sad, some, a eulogy, if you will. Eulogy. Okay. I, I posted a eulogy to Bernard Shaw. A couple of yeah. uh, about a week ago, he passed away. CNN yeah. reporter, a decorated journalist, and I said, and I, I wanted to pull it up so I got my own quote right. But I said that you know, journalists, especially good journalists, are increasingly hard to f- come by in a digital age where every person with an opinion and a personality can find an audience. And I feel like that is the problem that you run across with like G Four is what sure. they do, which is online video game reviews and stuff like that. There are now about a million people that do that. Yes, and and there yeah. are people that are way more successful than G four, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because G four still did it with some semblance of professionalism. They weren't right. over the top, zany, Markiplier, you know, well, shit like that. Most yeah, most of the time, and that's what ki- <laughs> and that's what the kids want. Kids love squalor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, G four, the classic G four that we remember. When I say most of the time, that's because G four also had a little show called Attack of the Show. Yeah, uh, and Attack of the Show was almost no video games. Nope. It was Olivia Munn eating hot dogs on a string from the ceiling. Um, yes, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it was just a lot of. It was a lot of squalor, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, at the time, it fit that network for a lot of their demographic. And a lot um, of people loved Olivia Munn. I was more. That of a, I, is I, a I, fact. I was a Morgan um, Webb girl or guy myself. Fuck. <laughs> We're learning so many things about so you many tonight. Things. Um, but yeah, no, like you said, this this is a situation where, I mean, if you go look up just basic articles and reviews for any kind of media, it's not the case anymore, even online, that you're going to always get as your top results places like IGN Game and Facts. Game Informer and Game, Game Facts and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're going to get Forbes. You're going to yeah. get CBS's website. Um, the, these companies are all very keen to hire you know freelancers to write about pretty much anything because yeah. they want views they want, they want pie, anybody yeah. they can get uh right. come into their website and click on that link so in a day and age like that having a dedicated gaming channel is not out of the out of the question you know again ign still exists yeah. but how how dedicated are they strictly to gaming ign also covers a lot of pop culture um and they're mostly a website the same they're mostly a website right. that does video yeah G4 yeah, uh, was re- re- relaunching this as a strictly almost like it was a YouTube exclusive like a channel. channel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's just, that's so difficult. I mean, you know, it's not, again, like you can't have dedicated channels to specific things, but hardly anybody is in that level of a box anymore. Everybody's right. doing something a little bit. Because they have to. You know, every, right. You have to. You got to diverse. You got to diversify your, your bonds. bonds. You got to diversify your brand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's disappointing. It, it is unfortunate. 
Yeah, because yeah. I, I was excited when G4 came back. I was excited that Xavier Woods was a part of it. I think Ron Funches yeah. was a part of it, too. Uh-huh. Uh, he did some things with him. So, it you know, G4, again, it, if you grew up, and maybe this is just because we grew up in that era, but when you talk about things like G4, to me, G4 is a video game network, whereas... You know, somebody like I, I, I watch people like RGT85. I watch Video Game Donkey, people like that, you know. Sure. And they're entertaining, but they don't strike me as journalists. They're just dudes playing some video games or talking about video games. Yeah. And Donkey, Donkey certainly does his reviews, but, you know, it, he's it's not a journalist. Just sort of at random. You know, right. sometimes he'll review a game and sometimes he'll just make a funny video about them. Uh, sometimes his stuff is all kind of wrapped up in one. I feel like it's it's similar to the John Stewart situation when he was on Crossfire and said, like, don't don't come to me for the news. Please don't come to me for the news. Yeah, the just because I am the Daily Show, that's not it. <laughs> the lead into my show is a, a show a talk about a piece of poop. Well, it's puppets that make prank calls. Oh, that too. I forgot. Yeah. He also, and later he mentions uh, Mr. Hankey from South Park. Well, you know, because, the guy before me is a talking piece of poop. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's unfortunate. I, and I hate to see it because, like, I, I want to think that, I, I don't know, man, fame to me isn't what it used to be. You know, fame, it used to be sure. people, yeah. people got famous because they were really good at what they did. They worked really hard. I'm not saying these guys don't work hard. Of course they work hard. It's, sure. uh, you know, I've been working on some media for the next Cape Championship Wrestling Show, and it's been a while since I've worked on media like this. And just putting together a 30 second spot or a, a four minute recap video, uh, yeah. it's a lot of work. So, absolutely, you know, for these guys that are out there for your, for your donkeys and your RGT85s and people like that that are putting these things together, I mean, that, that is work. Don't take that away from them. But it also yeah. just feels feels kind of hollow because it feels like everybody can be that now there's no any the the day i saw the woman sitting on the toilet singing about sitting on a toilet and she was a celebrity i thought celebrity is not chewbacca mask remember that one yeah it's just not what it used to be you know yeah well it's so the thing is if you measure fame and i know we're like way on a whole different thing here but if you i have to say this if you measure fame based on strictly how many people know you yeah uh the internet is now designed to make everyone famous yeah and when everyone is famous, no one will be. Right? Oh, sh- it's the syndrome shit. thing from The Incredibles. We're, all right, so I got famous for the podcast and for wrestling, and you got famous because you were a legitimate radio DJ. You, but but what did people know me from? Do you remember that we were running into like, hey, oh. you're the CCW guy, or <laughs> yeah. hey, you're the guy yeah, from that from, podcast, from Podzilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fame. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I don't, st- I still get it from from other stuff too, but like. Yeah, fame is Fame's very weird fame nowadays. Anymore. Yeah, no, it's this a is, whole and, new and, and I think we can tie that into wrestling because wrestling's kind of the same way. You know, back in the in the older, and I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette here, but you know, in the old days, you had to be a good wrestler. You had to put in the work. You had to put in a long hard path to get you know to the top but nowadays you had to be interesting too you had to have an interesting gimmick i mean it, not that you yeah. had to be super gimmicky but you had to and you kind of had to live it like whoever you decided to portray yeah, oh yeah. you had to be that, you were that person. person but now everyone's in on the joke it's very nudge yep. nudge wink wink and everyone's got a cell phone everyone can post sure. to the internet so you've got guys you know risking their life and I, and I, I know cornette said this a lot of wrestlers have said this you've got guys risking their lives doing absolutely bullshit dangerous moves for 20 people in the audience yeah. for $10 because they hope that it, it goes viral and they get famous and some people do get famous Sure. Uh, but but most people don't, and a lot of people get hurt, and a lot of people don't make it. In and pursuit they kinda, of it, right? It's it's yeah. dangerous, man. It's a it's a dangerous precedent that social media has set. It really Absolutely. is. Social media is one of the greatest and worst things that has ever happened to humanity. Absolutely. All right. Well, so what do you got? <laughs> uh, I hated I hated the the title change on Raw. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my hick ass. 
I, I really uh. did. I hated putting the belts. Uh, it, it feels, yeah. unless they do something spectacular with this, which I don't think they will, putting the belts on Aaliyah and, and Raquel Rodriguez only to then take them off of them and put them on EO Sky and Dakota Kai this week. Feels like such yeah. a, they did it just because they wanted to surprise you, but also never mind. That wasn't the plan. It's, it is the closest thing I think we've had to a classic Vince McMahon move since Vince McMahon was ousted. Yeah. Since, since he was, you know, sent packing, which by the way is still very weird to say. I said yes. it and thought, wow, that's a real thing that happened in 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it very much feels like that everyone knows that Damage Control is going to win this original match. So instead, we're going to swerve you, yeah. and then we're going to give you the result that we actually meant to have in like a couple of weeks. Um, you know, if they had spent that time really building, building Aaliyah match. and Raquel yeah. up, that would have been great. But they <laughs> didn't. They built Raquel up. And, and don't get me wrong, they could have something interesting there because they built Raquel up as very much the the dominant workhorse in that team, right? She's doing most of the work. Aaliyah is. They even use that in the promos. You know, she's, she's, it was JC Jane that was like, she's very pretty. And that's it. She just stands there to, to, to be, you know, pretty. Um, and that was part of the reason that they lost. So if that's building to something, right. and also if it's going to give Aaliyah something to do outside of just be a face, you know, be a character, um, that could be, that could be good. That could be interesting. But right now, there's not a lot happening with it. And you're wondering, why do we spend two weeks with these people as champions? Well, two things on that. One, I think they missed an opportunity to have Aaliyah and Raquel be a tag team and build them up as they started off as a fluke and they got the victory, but they grow stronger every week and then yeah. turn them into that. That gives creative, uh, gives interesting characters. Sure. Um, instead of the usual dominant people, we expect to be dominant, Braun Strowman. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and two, it re- kind of reminds me of the punk scenario that we had a couple weeks ago where you know they're going to oh, yeah. build toward punk versus moxley but instead they do this weird thing where moxley beats punk in three minutes only to have punk suddenly get a pep talk from a steel who no one's heard of for the most part is and, and <laughs> man drops the f-bomb on his first fucking promo on live tv and then then he punk is a guy he's suddenly anyway. inspired <laughs> for victory and then he wins and then he also breaks the entire blocker room and All then right. everyone <laughs> everyone got suspended for that it occurs to me now that I have to say this. We we joke a lot about me being the anime expert of the, of the podcast. Yes. And by joke, I mean that's One absolutely person. true. But just bear with me One for person a said it and that made it fact. <laughs> and it became a thing. Yeah. Uh, is, is this not every episode of Dragon Ball? Is this not how <laughs> Dragon Ball works? Like the Punk Moxley thing, is that not just... And I'm just going to throw names in because I know a handful of them. Is that not just... Vegeta and Goku going, oh, there's no way I can beat him, and then someone like, some inspires other guy, him to use yeah, it, a it's spirit. like you have to, you have to beat him, and he's like, I have the power, he and kinda, then he just does it. There's like, a part where it's, I don't know why he was He Man for a minute there. <laughs> well, there's about a seven minute part where he just stands there in the flames and goes, and he's powering. He's Braun Strowman <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's and that's why Dragon Ball's stupid too, and I hate anime for the record. Um, oh, all right, so I need to say this, and I know we're going to be all over the place here. This is kind of an informal show. We, you and I, have not done a show since last Friday, right? Yeah. We've had a wild it's been a couple days. time since then between the two of us. You have um, mine's mostly just been like soul shattering. Yours has been a literal roller coaster. I mean, you've 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 also been doing things. I'm on like, a Ferris we're, wheel. We're very busy. You're on a you're on a roller coaster. On a Ferris wheel. Uh, <laughs> Last week we talked about the CM Punk thing, and I was very critical of CM Punk. 
And I was very critical. I said, you know, you need to fire Punk and all this stuff. And I stand by the fact that I think Punk needs to be punished. But the more I've thought about it, and I mean this, the more I've thought about it, and I've, I've rethought my, my my thought process, I've redone my thought process, um, and, and I listened to Jim Cornette, and everyone rattled on Jim Cornette for his opinion that Punk was innocent in this. I don't think Punk's, Punk's innocent on this, but one thing that I will say, I, I think you know who you put this entire blame on. And I think this is the person that needs to be punished more than anybody. Tony Khan. Tony Khan yeah. is is the real bad guy in all this because there's a couple yep. reasons I want to point out that everyone already knows, but I'm going to point out anyway. When Hangman Page went off the rails and did his thing, there was no punishment from Tony Khan. Nothing, Nothing was said. Yep. When Punk did his thing against Hangman Page live on, on TV, nothing happened. Tony Khan let yeah. it go. The place is falling apart. Tony Khan just sits there and, and looks like he's on cocaine and nothing happens. Then yeah. at, the, at the media scrum, you are the boss. You are the boss. When CM Punk goes into his tirade and attacks your employees and steps all over you, at what point do you step in and say, uh, keep the questions to the match or this this interview is over? Instead, yeah. Tony Khan just sat there and nodded in approval. And dealt with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, he he just kind of accepted what was happening in that moment, and you could see in his face the the conflict of what do I do? Right. Uh, that should never have been a conflict. No, you'd be I a boss. That you you have you have brought CM Punk basically back from the dead, right? Tony Khan was king of shit mountain there for a little while. Yes, he right? was. He, he was, was everybody's best friend. Absolutely, he was running the show. He was the best guy around. He he got CM Punk back into wrestling. Chicago was building a bronze statue to the man right now. Owen Hart. Uh, he got Martha Hart on board. They did an Owen thing. Hart in, Invitational. Yeah, and, and I don't want this to diminish that. Like Tony Khan has done a lot of good for wrestling. I'm not yes. gonna act like he hasn't. The right. the existence of AEW is not entirely on his shoulders. Obviously, between you know uh, the the guys in the elite who served as EVPs and all that. Uh, and may not be doing that for much longer, but he he did a lot of good yeah. if, if for no other reason than than being a, a pocketbook, you know, to make a lot of these things happen. The problem is, you're also the boss, like yes. you said, you're in charge, and you need <laughs> the, the boss giveth as the boss taketh away. <laughs> to to sit there and listen to CM Punk say the shit that he did, start the fight in the first place. And I understand that probably in the beginning, Tony was a little shell-shocked, like most of the rest of us were. It takes a minute to really figure out what is Punk talking about and where right. is he going. But then shut it down. This went on for how long? I mean, we're talking like 20 14, minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes uh, of of him just burying ranting. everybody. And, and then you let him take questions? No. As soon as he went into that, and as soon as there was a reasonable pause, it should have been, hey, okay, Thanks, you know, right. Punk's got to go. He's he's injured. He's got to go get checked out. We're gonna and cover the mic if you have to, and just pull the, like get the fuck out of here, the, or you're fired. Like the, we're not the, doing this right now. The moment he goes in about Scott Colton, aka Colt Cabana, it yeah. should have been shut down. You're that had nothing to do with that. And plus, yeah, you know, the the, what's really shitty is I didn't even know about this rumor that Punk got Colt Cabana pushed down to ROH. If not for the fact that they kept addressing it, and it, it's a rumor. The fact right. that he, you know, there's no solid proof of who said it. There's no proof that anyone said it. It's because no. some dude on the internet said, oh, the reason Colt Cabana is in our race now is because Punk's there. Like, yeah. the fact that CM Punk made that his entire interview basis is is petty as hell on his part. But that, right. you know, that and is not paranoid as hell. Too. Paranoid like how, as hell. How, how, uh, how small are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's another word I'm looking for and I cannot come up. Insecure. How yeah. insecure are you? You're CM Punk, man. 
Again, one year ago, almost to the day, the internet was on fire. Chicago wrestling were, you know, Chicago fans of, of wrestling were absolutely losing their minds. The Messiah had come back to earth for them. CM yeah. Punk is back. Everything's going to be great. And again, there for a little while on TV, it looked like that was right. That things were going well. He was working with newer guys. Sure, he was winning matches. I was say, sure, he won all of them. His returning right. match. You know, of course, it kept happening. And he didn't a lose a single feud, but, you know. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you look at it, and you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Like, you've got the guy back. You can't just have him start losing matches right out of the gate. But you also can't just have him working old-timers because then you go, well, what the hell's the point of bringing CM Punk in? But, yeah, the longer it goes, the more you kind of see the cracks start to form of, like, uh-oh, is Punk invincible? Can he only do this? And then when he finally does lose, it doesn't really make sense. And already he's going off about guys in the locker room. You know, it reminds me, we look back at Punk's biggest moments in WWE and that pipe bomb. It's always back to that pipe bomb, right? It's always back to the the, the seemingly kayfabe breaking. I'm going to talk about Vince. I'm going to talk about John Cena. I'm going to talk about the business. I'm going to talk about Triple H. And, and even then, that thing had its detractors. I think it's important to remember, this was not new territory, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were doing the same dumb shit back with the NWO, all right? We had Vince Russo doing it at the end of the bro, WCW pay-per-view, bro, bro. bro. Yeah, talking about how Hogan, t- Hogan went back there and he fucked it up for everybody. You know, that was real legitimate stuff. They pulled this kind of work shoot thing with Punk, and to me, it's always a, all right, you get one. You got one of those. Mm. You did it, it's done. You got it out of your system, because the more we do this, the more that we're it's you're toying with the fabric of reality well, in in this industry. It doesn't work to keep constantly blending the real and the story that we've created. And you got to pick one and stick with it. And to Punk's credit, and the reason I know it wasn't a shoot, everyone says was it a shoot? Was it a work? It was absolutely a work. And you know how you know it was a work because in that interview, at least, and that's the difference between this interview and what he did at the scrum was the fact that he still played along with the storyline. Go back and listen to that interview. He kept saying things like, I'm going to leave Chicago with the title. I'm going to beat you, John Cena, for this title. He yeah. he still played it up like there was a wrestling match. Yeah, he said a yes. bunch of other shit too, but he played it up like, I'm I'm a wrestler. His beef with Vince... It was Vince, a promotion for the match. It was it a was promotion for the match. promotion for something that was going to happen. They played the, oh, we're going to cut the mic, and then he talks to the camera, it was but it all happened to be you right. know timed perfectly. But... But then you go back and listen to that scrum. Not that. He didn't put anybody over but himself. And he didn't even do no. that. He didn't put anyone over. He, he buried every he buried the universe. It's almost And like it's on Tony Khan see. for sitting there watching it. It's almost like you can see at the end he he maybe has a brief moment of lucidity of this is about to be really bad. So when that Moxley question gets served up as a softball, he takes it and runs with it. John Moxley is an incredible wrestler. Yeah. All of a sudden he starts kind of putting Moxley over, but dude, it is so too little too late yeah. at that point. You are you are so far beyond the fucking pale. You've buried everyone. What's happened here? It, yeah. You know, to tie this into a show that we did on uh, PZ85 After Dark, it was, I think it was last week's episode. It was the last episode we did, I'm pretty sure. It was the movies that we loved but forgot about. Yeah, uh, we were talking. Uh, one of my movies was a movie called Virtuosity starring Russell Crowe and uh, Denzel Washington. And yeah. there's a there's a part in it, and it reminds me of this. It, so basically, uh, Russell Crowe is, is CM Punk, and the guy that created Russell Crowe's character, Sid, is Tony Khan. Because there's a part when they're talking to Sid and he says, In your world, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. But in my world, he doesn't have any balls. That's Tony Khan <laughs> in that yeah. moment. 
Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, you know, to, to bring this all back to that, because that's where I, I was going originally is, you know, we had Vince McMahon, who was this domineering figure in wrestling, right? I mean, the jokes have already been made. Like, you know, morale backstage at Raw is up 100% now that he's gone. Sneezes are up 400%. You can sneeze <laughs> now again backstage, which is great. Um, but but Tony Khan, it felt like, took that pendulum and swung it too far the other way. Oh, oh Vince is, is way too intense. Well, I'm going to be way too lax he didn't do that intentionally but i do think he literally looked at it and went whatever they're doing i'm doing the opposite yeah that's not gonna work wwe might have been a, not a great place for people to work and it had a lot of uh problems not for everyone i should say to work um and, and it had a lot of problems under vince's run but it was also the number one wrestling promotion in the company and vince was the, in boss. the world i mean and Vince was the boss. Something was going can, right there. Can you imagine, had there been a media scrum, Vince is sitting next to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stone Cold starts to bury the entire roster, bury Stephanie or something like that legitimately, Vince would have shut that shit down. Stone Cold he wouldn't have a job. The real the real version of that would be The Undertaker, right? So The Undertaker is is kind of like the the perfect WWE guy. He never left. He never caused any problems. Because Stone Cold did have that moment where he said, he, he took not job with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He took off. Oh, yeah. And you remember what happened. Exactly. They yeah. took his ball deal uh, and, and went home. So, to me, The Undertaker is is that analogy. If you had that same deal now and The Undertaker comes out and just starts burying the company, you know Vince McMahon loves The Undertaker with every fiber of his being. But if he was still in control and that happened, he would have shut it down. They were would have been a discussion, and probably he would have gotten fired. But it probably would have been if it had you know gone on long enough that that punk was allowed to go. Yeah, that would have been it. But you're the, done. The best point about that is literally no one would ever do that next to Vince McMahon because oh. Vince, for as shitty they of a person as he happen. is, yeah, he commanded respect. Yes, I think he's a terrible person, but he commanded Absolutely. respect. And punk, Again, I, this is not to praise Vince McMahon. This is just no. to show the, the the it's the comparison, the yeah. differentiation. And a lot of people have come out, and, and Jim Cornette, again, I, I like Jim Cornette, I do. I don't always agree with him. In fact, often I don't, but I love hearing his old stories. I love hearing the insider scoop on wrestling, like, from someone sure. that's legendary. But he said, you know, he brought up this article that, like, ESPN wrote months ago about how great Punk was, he was helping the younger talent, in defense of Punk. And, like, well, two things. One, that was months ago, and Punk sure. was helping people back then. But like we said earlier, at this point, Punk has never has, hasn't really lost. He's won every feud. He... he yeah. He got put in the position of power that he always wanted, and people can change. But the other side of that is, believe it or not, you can be both like a gracious human being on the outside and help people and still be a monster. And be a petty piece of shit about personal issues yeah. that have nothing to do with what's ongoing. There's no reason. To me, this is the epitome, and I get it. You know, Resume is not a normal business, right? You, there, There's a certain level of... You are playing a character, but you're right. also trying to put yourself into that character, and it's athletic and all sorts of other stuff. Lots of moving pieces. But it's that old adage of when you come to the workplace, you leave your personal kid yeah, at home. Absolutely. Right? And that's I live really by what that. this was. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Uh, there's there's very little that you can do professionally that requires you to do the opposite. Um, and while wrestling is very much an art, this is not that kind of art of let's bring all of our personal business into it. Certainly, some you know personal heat might be helpful, but I mean, dude, Matt Hardy and Edge worked an actual feud against each other after one had practically, literally stolen the other one's wife. Yeah, come on. If they could be professional through that whole situation, don't get me wrong. I'm not even suggesting that was a good idea because obviously a lot of things went poorly there too, and it was it was in pretty it's, bad it's taste. A bad angle. Even recommend it. 
but they were professionals. Yeah. And they worked a professional oh, situation. Actually, that's that's a good example because if you remember, Matt Hardy did go on a social media tear on his own social media, yes. downing Edge and talk and exposing what Edge had done to him. And what happened? He got fired. Vince McMahon said, yeah. "No, no thanks." And yeah, we're done. And Vince only brought him back because the the interest was there. You know, he, he's a businessman. Punk sure. at this point, like I don't think you've. I'd say don't fire Punk because if if, if you have a, a child Makes that's. Harder. Yeah, but if you have a child running around in a store and being disruptive, of course you're going to be mad at the kid because it's like, man, I wish that kid would, would you know, someone needs to put that kid under control. Right. But it's up to the parent to do that. Tony Khan should have yes. roped it all in. If Tony Khan let CM Punk run around and do whatever he wanted, of course Punk's going to do what he wants because the boss is right. letting him. He became That's bigger right. than the boss in that moment. He humiliated him. And Tony Khan... I, I've always I I like Tony Khan as a person. I think he has done good things too. But like as a boss, as a wrestling promoter, he is very lacking in a lot of areas. And this yeah. this exposed him. This exposed Tony Khan, and it's going to take a while to get this back. And it really depends on what they do with them. If they just suspend them for a couple weeks and it's over, then it's not going to be good. But there, you know, there's rumor there. There's big rumor that the bucks have reached out to WWE about a potential job, which the bucks have denied and also yeah. said, you know, we already, we're actually friends with Hunter. And if we want a job there, we can just call him, you know, and say, Hey, we want a job. Cause they Hunter right. tried to get them beforehand. There's a yeah. lot of stuff coming out of from this, but man, I want to see what the landscape of AEW looks like going forward. Cause how do you come back from this? You know? Yeah, the whole thing is is just an absolute turmoil. And, I, and I'll say this much. Uh, we didn't really get to talk much about what they were doing uh, in terms of where it went from there last week because it hadn't really happened yet. You know, they stripped the titles, and they're going to do a tournament. Um, while I think the whole thing was a little weird, the way that it went down with Tony just kind of saying the titles have been stripped, I mean, come on, man. If you're going to be real, be real. Just come out and say what happened. Um, of course, I know a lot of it was, was based on, on legality, uh, and that's why they're not. But... I think in a lot of ways they're handling it as best they could in the sense that apparently the morale is on the upswing because guys like Moxley, like Danielson, like uh, Jericho have all kind of stepped up and said, okay, here's the deal. All that stuff happened. It had nothing to do with any of us. We're all major stars. And not just the three of us, but all of you guys too. All the other people who are here making this company what it is every day. We need to now be the linchpins of what's going on going forward. The implication, of course, being because those other guys might not come back at all. And even right. when they do, who knows when it's going to be. So right. in that sense, I think they're probably uh, in in a hopefully in an upswing coming out of this and just just setting it aside and going, this happened. We're going to handle it uh, on on the side, but we have more important things to do. And that's an actual good wrestling show. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see what happens on that. And, and... I got to make a trip. So talk to the folks. I'll be back. Oh, good Lord. I'll be back. I promise. <laughs> I'm I'm reading the results from AEW while Hunter is doing that, and it. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about where they're going with the tournament. So it looks like Chris Jericho beat, or I'm sorry, John Moxley beat Sammy Guevara for it. Not really a surprise there. Uh, in the other version, I think there was. I think they had another match on here too, and I'm gonna find out. Yeah, Chris Jericho versus Danielson. Danielson won, and that is why I truly believe Danielson is going to win this tournament. I think this tournament was designed for Danielson. Danielson versus Moxley. You got what is it called? The Blackpool Combat Club. So it's Blackpool Combat Club versus Blackpool Combat Club for the title. It's going to be a good match. I think Danielson is going to win this, and I almost feel bad for Danielson 
Because it, it, it almost feels like Danielson has been put in this position only because they kind of had to. They need some goodwill. They know Danielson's loved. Danielson was probably not going to be anywhere near the world title for however long. And now they've kind of thrust him into that position because they, they didn't really have a choice. Because with you know Punk out and Omega out, they are kind of scraping now to figure out what works. And also very unfortunate for Omega, who was gone for how long? He just came back, and now he's suspended, and now he's hanging out in Japan with Sega, if that tells you anything. I am currently stalling for time, because I have officially run out of random things that are popping into my head. So while we have a second here, let me go ahead and plug once again next week, September 24th, 2022 if you're in the southeast missouri area make sure you come check out cape championship wrestling presents the remedy at organic remedies which is at 350 north kings highway here in cape Girardeau. this is a free show by cape championship wrestling it's their first free show that they've ever done this is an outdoor show it's right in the parking lot of organic remedies it's going to be a lot of fun we got a lot of great matches and i myself will be wrestling in a tag team match with denzel rollins against Trent Daniels, and Big Peyton Ayers. And since Hunter is not here to talk about these things, I do also, this was on my list, that the PW Insider Top 500 came out, I believe, today. And Roman Reigns, no surprise, topped the list. Actually, I'm going to pull up the top five or top ten here real quick. PWI 500. Uh, Let's see here. MJF already replied to it and actually congratulated them and said that they hit the nail right on the head, which is sarcastic, but at the same time, you can't dismiss the fact that Roman Reigns is your number one on the PWI Insider, which is kind of a, um, it's a kayfabe thing anyway, so it's not like this is this is to be taken seriously as a legitimate you know, list of people by their actual talent or anything, although... You tell Roman Reigns he's not talented to his face or or the top of the wrestling heap because whether you like him or not, that dude is in God mode. He says it himself. So top 10 on the PW Insider 500. You got Roman Reigns at number one. Uh, Kasuchika Okada. I probably mispronounced his first name because I wasn't expecting to say it, but I'm still stalling for time. At number two, CM Punk at number three. I'm curious to see where that goes next year. Hangman Page at number four. That's a little salt in the wound right there. Number five, Bobby Lashley. Which is just great because I'm a huge Bobby Lashley fan. And what's insane to think about Bobby Lashley is he's getting all these accolades right now. He is on top of the world. He's one of the best things in wrestling in the WWE. And Bobby Lashley is, uh, I I think he's what, 46, I want to say? And the dude looks like a million dollars. He's getting so much better and so much more fame in the later part of his career than he did at the beginning. You can think back 10 plus years to when you saw Bobby Lashley wrestling in WWE. And he looks the exact same, if not better. So that's crazy. I'm so happy for Bobby Lashley. Cody Rhodes in at number six. Kind of surprising because he didn't really do a lot kayfabe-wise, wins-wise. Well, except for all the stuff he did with Seth Rollins. That was kind of legendary. But Cody Rhodes in at number six. Brian Danielson at number seven. I don't even know who this is at number eight. And, And maybe I'm not a wrestling fan or a very good one. But El Hijo del Vikingo, I'm butchering these. I'm absolutely butchering these. This is what happens when your co-host leaves briefly. At number nine is Big E. That's a sad one. 
And then at number 10 is Jonathan Gresham, Jesus Christ. There he is. Thank God. <laughs> I told you I'd be back. Oh. Were you just reading the roster from ROH? Or? I was I was about to start reading the mail, honestly. <laughs> no, I Just go to the top 10 list for this week. I, I talked about uh, the fact that over on AEW on Dynamite, it looks like Chris Jericho lost to Danielson and Moxley beat uh, Guevara. So it's going to be Danielson versus Moxley for the title and Blackpool Combat Club against each other. I, I, which is, is cool, but let's get real. It's going to be Danielson. That's it was what always going to be Danielson. Which is crazy yes. because Danielson was not going to be anywhere near the world title picture, and no. now he well, is because of what happened. And on top of that, and this is kind of what I was talking about before before I took off there for that little break, um, Jericho. Jericho was supposed to be going on vacation. Not happening. Moxley, Moxley was supposed to be going on vacation. Yeah. Not happening. Um, and it's it's honestly, that part is really heartwarming is not the phrase, but that part is really kind of emboldening both as a fan and you got to imagine as somebody in that locker room who just went through all this crap with their EVPs, the biggest star in the company in terms of draw and, and return and box office and all that these guys stepping in and going, Hey, for a little while, we've been holding this thing up anyway. Right. Right. Honestly, especially uh, a guy who, who ran with the interim title while punk was out the first time we've been holding this thing up and we've been doing just fine, especially if they'll actually give us the ball and let us run with it. They've been kind of holding everything in abeyance for these guys to come back. And then what do they do? They come back and they fuck it all up. So now hopefully just like we were talking about earlier, Tony Khan looks at this situation and goes, I've got some of the biggest, professional wrestling stars in the world in my company right now. Right. You and I both were talking last week about how almost like right up until last week, I like John Moxley just fine, but I don't get him. I don't get why he's such a big deal. And now I kind of get it, you know, seeing the way that he, he interacts. I think my favorite version of that, and I sent it to the group chat was somebody saying, uh, John Moxley is what CM Punk thinks he is. Right. This this sort of, you know, hometown hero, man of the people, um, workhorse doing everything that he can to make professional wrestling great without necessarily, you know, leaning on himself. Punk's a narcissist. Yes. Punk cannot exist in a world in, in professional wrestling where he is not the guy, where he is yeah. not top of the list, number one. And and he can act like that's not true all day long, but that's exactly what that's- it was. The moment that WWE took the ball away from him, he left. That's the narrative for his entire career. And exactly. you, know, you thought yeah. it was a narrative, but maybe it's just the way he is. You know, just looking back on that, and I know we don't have a ton of time and all that, but looking back on that, it, it occurs to me, and God, I know we've talked about Punk for the entire show again, but he, he'll be happy to know that. <laughs> he, in his time in WWE, you know, was I upset when The Rock beat him for the title? Yes. Uh, and, and this is coming from a guy who is a huge fan of The Rock. The Rock has almost always been my number one with a bullet favorite wrestler. Um, so hearing that he had won, I was excited, but part of me thought, oh, here's Punk with this record-setting run, and he gets beaten by The Rock, a guy who was very clearly a part-timer. I don't know how I feel about that, especially when they're clearly setting up The Rock and John Cena. Um and I get it. I get why he would be upset by that. I, I get why he'd be frustrated. But at the same time, it feels like from that point on, Punk didn't want a win. He, he didn't want a reason to be happy again there. He didn't want somebody to kind of make it up to him and give him something to do. Even though he goes on and has an incredible match with The Undertaker, has a great buildup and feud uh, with that, that whole thing, he didn't want to win. He wanted to prove that they messed up. This is a cut-off-your-nose-to-spite-your-face kind of guy. And that's where we are with him right now. And I think we're really starting to see that play out in real time now in, in AEW. Tony Khan has got to learn from his mistakes with CM Punk. I think we all do. But yeah. 
Tony Khan's the one putting money in his pocket. He's the one who really can do something about it. Yeah, and also, um, I thought the Undertaker match was okay. And that weird build but, yeah. where they had to bring Paul Bearer into it, and that was yeah. that was strange. But anyway, I, anyway, uh, I I liked the here. Here's what I liked about it. I liked Punk around that time because that whole thing allowed Punk to really kind of play with his. Um, this is all bullshit thing. Like if he wants to do the work shoot thing, his whole, I'm going to, I'm going to be the undertaker's guy with the, the urn and I'm going to do the thing. And Paul Heyman's going to, you know, manage, he wears the undertaker gear. Um, that, that was kind of fun. They gave him the proper toy to play with. I'll tell you what I've gotten was stuck in my head. Now, all I can see is punk in the room with uh vince mcmahon and like i don't know johnny ace whoever was in charge of creative along yeah. with it and they're and he they're telling him how he's gonna lose to the rock and he's just going this is bullshit <laughs> i hope no one watches your stupid fucking pay-per-view punk just one time i want to have a show where i don't have to have you thrown out of the building <laughs> <laughs> well good luck with that fuck you and fuck this shit and he looks outside and he sees the fucking uh, young bucks and Omega goes, oh, great. You guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. I got to go out the window. Yeah, you do have to go out the window, Phil. This is bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, one last thing. Uh, I, and those two guys are, are Mox and Jericho, by the way, at that yeah, point. That's yeah. who's interviewing him. Uh, so there's a video I just saw online of there. It's on four one mania of Ric Flair smoking pot with Mike Tyson, a new video. Yeah. And, and, and you know, cause I know, and you know that I know, yes. and I can't say and anything, if you know, you know, right. But that is very, very odd right there. And lastly, yeah. and we'll get out of here. There, there's a new NXT logo. They may be ditching the, did you yeah. see this? They may be ditching yeah. the 2.0 on their one year anniversary so- of it. So that show had a, quite a few things going, especially we didn't even talk at all about Solo Sokoa winning because the, I the North American title. Because I don't want to. Because I don't want to. I don't. Here's the one. <sighs> here's the one thing that good that might come out of this before it comes to me and before the bloodline comes crashing down. I need. Hey, 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 Triple H. Hey, listen yeah, to me. The game. Hey, I need hey, the game. Uh, I need Sami Zayn to beat Dana Brooke for the 24 seven title. And I need that to be his contribution to the bloodline. I need him to think that he has done it, that he is the world beater that he is because that's how he is contributing (laughs) to the bloodline. I I have to, I know we said the power of negativity earlier, but I want to throw something positive. Something probably the funniest thing I've seen. Did you see the Rikishi post where he (laughs) he said, uh, talking about solo and he's like, I've got three sons and on raw now, this is great. And Sammy's response I was gonna Thanks, let you do Dad. it. He said, oh. It was uh, what was it? It was uh, well, uh, it was some version. He's, of that. he's like, it's kind of four if you, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a in picture a way. with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking oh, great. Man. That's good yeah. shit. There. Sami Zayn is 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 always one of the most underrated gems in yeah. in professional wrestling. Am I like looking forward to his his inevitable face turn and the pop it's going to generate when he and and KO finally team up and and beat. The Usos for the tag titles, of course. But until then, like, absolutely ridiculous. This is a conspiracy. Sami Zayn actually was kind of the original. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> they got yeah. Logan Paul yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole thing. Oh, the, the jackass match at WrestleMania. I yeah. mean, it just. He God, deserves yeah. his flowers, too. Um, he, he really does. So I am looking forward to that. But yeah, yeah no, NXT, NXT ending with a new logo. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm kind of excited because honestly, I think this is their way. You know, they they hit it with like we're always evolving, we're always getting better. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you this is the last time that will happen. Yeah, because <laughs> you needed to get away from Vince's NXT, which was 2.0. Um, we've already seen it in the booking, but this was just their way of okay, we're going to bring it back to black know, and there, gold or some middle there were ground. Things, yeah. There were things you liked about black and gold. There were things that you liked about 2.0. We're going to do our best to make this all of it. Toxic attraction. Best part of 2.0. <laughs> Broadbreaker, Breaker, uh, eventually. No, no there's, there's some good things in 2.0. And I, I actually like the aesthetic of 2.0. I like the, the splattered paint. But it, it didn't feel as professional. NXT Black and Gold was this really classy classy yes. in fact i i loved it so much i did the artwork for you know the remedy show that i pitched while you were gone that i that yeah. i pimped out and I, yes. I went with i went with the black and gold motif because you know nxt nxt meant a lot to all of us and we were all sure. kind of sad when it went to you know the the vince version now yeah. i guess it's the sean version so we get to see what sean michaels does right. with it I'm yeah, interested. and then, you know he's been he's been doing stuff for a while, but now I mean, once you do something like this, which probably doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, just changing a logo because it's still even the same logo, it's just different you know colors, it's yeah. a different scheme. Um, you you know that this is kind of their internal signal of just like, hey, we're going to do some new stuff. You know, Shawn Michaels has been in control for a while now, but this is kind of him putting his stamp on it. Mm. So I, I yeah I, I'm really excited and interested to see see where that goes. They've even turned around some of the things that I didn't think were going to work. I, I, I still don't get the whole Wendy Chu thing. I don't get why she's so sleepy, uh, but <laughs> but they sure have they sure have done something with that. One, right? She's an interesting. Character. Oh my god! One of my absolute favorite things was Wendy. I I didn't get Wendy Chu either. I thought it was a stupid story. Yes. she's sleepy. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't, look. I can't. That's great. I can't piss all over Orange Cassidy for his things and right. not call <laughs> out somebody else for the same bullshit. Right. But I will admit, one of the funniest things I've seen, and it really it made me go, "Okay, I like Wendy too." She's backstage with I think her name's <clears throat> Tiffany Stratton. Is her name? Yeah. She's yeah. backstage. They're gonna have a fight, and Tiffany she walks into her locker room or whatever. And she looks around, and Wendy Chu is standing by the light with a fucking um with uh night vision goggles, and just puts <laughs> them on, and then hits the lights, and then kicks the shit out of her. That is so fucking <laughs> That's good. good. I That's couldn't. Good stuff. I couldn't breathe. I thought I would die, <laughs> and then I hoped I would. But no, we're gonna let's we're we're cut it off there. Um, yes. Interesting to see what happens in wrestling in the next couple of weeks. We'll, of course, keep you updated on all the things. We're sorry we missed so many days with you guys. It's just been it's been a very busy couple of weeks. It has real been life has been else. has been. I mean, to be fair, distinct. we missed one show. We we did not do new plays this week, uh, and and that was just we almost we had an awful months. lot of stuff going on. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah. We this we didn't know that we were going to make this one, but we made it. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we do have a new we do have a new AD. We I do. was going to be gone. I'm so I'm going to be around. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I was thinking, uh, I was going to, if we didn't have anything for tonight, I was going to hit you with a surprise topic in in, in, mm. in honor of Lindsay, a top five wrestling mm-hmm. themes of all time. Because I think we did our, the like, the worst wrestling themes ever. Dude, it was like our second show. Yeah. Yeah. We, I well, distinctly remember because we were in the studio and I was able to, like, actually play yeah. the themes while we were talking. But I think that was worst, wasn't it? That was, was that our favorite? It was, it was worst. Yes. Okay. Uh, because. Because no, no, wait a minute. American we definitely did. was on there. 
Yeah, the American Males was on there, but Maybe that it was, was ironic. I think that might have been. Joy, I don't remember, but uh, well, I just I distinctly remember doing some good ones because I know Cody Rhodes' old Smoke and Mirrors theme was on there, and that was yeah. always one of my favorite themes. So. Maybe we could redo it now that there have been more. Because spoiler yeah. alert, my number one, and I don't know if I talked about it then, and if I did, I'll bring it back because my number one is and always will be at this point, Broken Dreams by Shaman's Harvest. That is just is a, good, a good song. But T- TJP, when he was in uh, WWE, also had a fantastic theme, the playing the with power. One. Yes. Yeah. And then yes. Uh, in CCW, Mr. 100, Shannon Young uses Blood Money by Poppy. And that's a good <laughs> theme. That's a good entrance. So anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. We're going to be back tomorrow. Mine. It was The Collapse by Adelita's Way. I liked that one, too. That was a good song. I remember Dalton. So, God, I hope Dalton's not listening to this. Um, you know he is. <laughs> we we recommended all these songs to Dalton, especially back when he first started wrestling. There was that one yeah. song. What was it? The well, I made it people want to kick some ass. Yeah, Stroke Nine. I thought that was going to be a good one. I also recommended to him because um, uh, Awesome by Spose. I thought that would have been a great theme for him. Like it's 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 meant to be corny. That would have been hilarious. I'll be honest with you. I cannot remember what Dalton uses a theme. Everyone knows that I use Poppy Blood Money. <laughs> like that is synonymous right. with me at this point. Yeah. But I can't remember Dalton's interest for the life of me. But with that said, his new theme music that he has for the Academy and for his darker, more violent character is legitimately fire it starts off with this yeah. like class and I, I i'm sorry dalton i don't know the name of the song but it's like a classical <laughs> it's classical music and then you know like something a music teacher would teach if we knew one. yeah and then right. it turns into this like hard rock it's really good man that is That's cool that is a plus so i wanted to throw that to dalton by the way dalton That's anthony awesome. you can find his shirts on prowrestlingtees.com just search for dalton anthony uh they probably have a sale going they usually do you can they almost them. always do. Yeah, and if you buy one shirt for from them, you'll get seventy emails. Um, so Correct. Have yes. fun with that. You can get some Big yes, Lee shirts will. while you're there. I think Kevin Huntsberger has some shirts. You could just get a whole sea of shirts. But get Dalton you can do Anthony's. that. Yeah. yeah. Swim in them. Swim in the shirts. All right, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow for an all new After Dark. Until then, for myself and Double H, you guys take it easy. Hunter, take us out. Five finger no! death punches. Music for divorced cops. Later.